said that a, a, a good life, a life well lived, takes time. Okay? And he compares it to building a house. Because a house needs to have a good foundation. Okay? That's how you develop a, a well lived life. And so this is, this is my goal. And I, hopefully our goal as young adults now is to build a well-meaning life, okay? High school is over. Bye-bye, okay? It's time to really begin to set the right foundation for the rest of our lives. Are you with me? And so we're going to take it slow that way. You know what I mean? We're not here to give you quick fix fixes. We're not here to say uh, these are the right principles just for the sake of saying them. We're, uh, this is a journey, okay? We're all in this journey together. And in order to do it well, you got to take your time, okay? Uh, I'm sure we all have seen many examples of people that are trying to rush things. And I'm not just talking about sex here, people. I'm talking about life, okay? Just talking about life, okay? Because this series to me is about life. I don't know if you caught on last week. It's about life. Because a lot of times we're, we're zeroing on a small percentage of life. I want to have sex, Okay? But that's a small percentage compared to everything else. Okay? And take it from a married man. That's a small percentage compared to everything else. And if you don't take care of everything else, that small percentage continues to diminish. Okay? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but uh, like I told you guys last week, I was, I was born and raised in the Cape Verde Islands, which is crazy because outside of pretty much Pawtucket, nobody else knows what Cape Verde is. Uh, I was in Belize on a mission trip a few weeks ago, and they were blown away by my passport. And they were calling people over. You know, like, is this a real country? Like, where are you from? You know, they really, for a moment there, they, they were skeptical. Like, is this guy for real? You know? Uh, and then they asked me questions like, how long am I going to stay in Belize? I'm like, I'm just here for a week. Uh, are you planning on going anywhere else? I'm like, where? I come from the States. Where would you want to go? <laughs> You know what I mean? Where else do you want to go? Uh, Mexico? I'm like, uh, no, people want to come out of Mexico. I'm just, I'm just saying. No offense to anyone. Okay. I don't mean it that way. We're immigrants too. Okay. We, just saying. Okay. We came from somewhere. You know, but, I, but I moved here when I was 15. You know, so I feel like I've lived three different lives. One in Cape Verde from, you know, being born at 15 and then moving here. Um, was, was a different uh, experience. And then being saved, it's another experience. You know what I'm saying? So I want to come to you from that perspective because I feel like this will help us understand a little bit about this struggle that we have when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to relationships. See, growing up, when you reach the age of, say, 11, 12 in Cape Verde, they want you to become a man, okay? And they'll push you to become a man. This is not an exaggeration. I went clubbing for the first time when I was 12 years old, believe it or not. First time clubbing. I remember, I still remember vividly, like, you know, it was supposed to be a big deal, so brand new shirt, you know. <laughs> you know, I had my brand new pants, and, and, I, and believe it or not, I had, like, Boots on, like, like, like cowboy boots style. I don't know why. But I was, I'm not joking when I tell you I was like 12 years old when I went clubbing. They had a night for, I guess, preteens. 
<laughs> you want to call that. But I, but I lived in a society that didn't have a lot of filters. For example, you can go to the store and buy liquor, no age limit. You can buy cigarettes, no age limit. You can buy one cigarette, okay? They don't even sell them in packs. You have a choice. You see people buy two or three cigarettes. Like, and, they, and they'll send the kids to buy cigarettes. So this, this is a society pretty much anything goes. That's how I grew up, honestly. And so when you're like 12, 13, they're pushing you to become a man. And they're asking you those questions like, have you been with a girl? Oh, you haven't been, you're not a man yet. That's how I grew up. You know, they want you to, to go and experiment and, and do everything that you're supposed to be as a, as, do as a man. I had my first drink when I was like six. I'm serious about that. Okay? It's a normal thing in our culture. Okay? Uh, and so you have to understand that all of us are shaped by a certain worldview. And your worldview usually comes from how you were raised, your experiences, the culture that you were surrounded with. And I'm sure if we were to open it up here, some of you guys would be like, yeah, I can identify with that. That's, that's how things went down for me. You know, you just go and be a man as soon as you can. You know, experiment with so many different things as soon as you can, because that's what makes you a man. And a sad thing about my, my culture is that there's all this wrong emphasis about what it means to be a man. It's normal, to be honest with you. Again, the word normal, I'm talking about in the perspective of a certain worldview. It's normal for guys to have two or three girls that they're seeing. Married men. It's a normal thing. It's, like, it's almost like the woman accepted this to be the norm. It's a, it's a sad perspective, but it's a worldview that I grew up in. So all my life I hear this, you've got to just be a man. Just go ahead and experiment. Go ahead and, and explore because that's how you become a man. And then I move here, and I go to high school. Guess what the guys are talking about? And guys, you know what the guys talk about in high school. If we're not talking about sports, we're talking about something else. We're talking about sex. You're talking about this girl or that girl. And, and it's... And that is it, how it goes down. And I think in, when it comes to the high school setting, I think most of us would identify with that. You know, that that's how it goes down. You know? And, and they, they, the test of a man is, have you done this? Have you done that? You know, who would you hook up with? And so your worldview is shaped by this stuff. Are you with me so far? We all have a worldview. Okay? And then five years later, um, I get saved. I get radically saved at 20 years of age. My life is flipped upside down. I mean, if you knew me, you'd know I'm not the same person. And all of a sudden, I'm told, this is how you become a man. It's completely opposite of what I was used to. For 20 years, I'm going this way. Someone says, no, you need to go this way. It's a complete shift of worldview. It's almost like when I was over here, they're saying, anything goes. Over here, they're like, nothing goes. Are you with me? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, that, that's, that's just my, I guess, my, my journey. You know, that all my life I'm going this way. I turned 20, they said, go this way. What do you do? What do you do with these two extremes? This week is spring break. You want to talk about extremes. 
okay, everything is tilted this way. It's spring break, let loose, let go. YOLO! Right? And so if we were to summarize most people's spring break, it's partying, you know, drinking, and having sex. You know, and then we come up with things like, what a week. Yo, I don't even remember what I did. Yo, I can't believe you did, you know, fill in the blank. You know, and, and, and we think, man, that is it. That's the highlight right there. That's the high life. I love college. You know, that, that is like the ultimate experience for some people. That's life in itself. But that's a worldview. Those people are shaped by a certain worldview that that's, that's who you are. That's how you're supposed to be. You know, what's wrong with you? Why are you not doing that? You know, and, and you have to understand everyone is shaped by a certain worldview. And there's a little footnote for us. Life must be extremely boring when you have to buy a ticket, go somewhere that nobody knows you, to do things you don't want no one to find out. That's just a footnote, just to think about. How boring must life be that you have to go out of where your surrounding is to do things that you don't want people to know about and to feel alive? But it's a worldview. And, 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 and the thing about this worldview that we got to ask questions is, are we a sum of our urges? Is that all that we are? It's like whatever urge I have, that's who I am. Like someone, Captain Obvious, got to raise their hand and go, oh, uh, so that's, that's who we are, right? We're just the sum of whatever pleasures we're looking for. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's who we are. You know, it's almost saying, hey, we're, we're part of the animal kingdom because that's what animals do. They're just a sum of urges. And so that's what they do. They just, they just follow their urges. Are you with me so far? We have these two extreme ways of looking at sexuality. You know, it's either we're animals or we're angels. The problem is we're not animals and we're not angels. So what do we do? This is not news, people. Okay, this has been going on for centuries. Okay, this has been going on since the since the beginning of time. In the Bible, there's a dealt with this. You guys know that the New Testament was, was written in Greek because at that point, the Greek worldview was shaping the world. The Greeks pretty much was controlling the world before the Romans took over. That, they, that was it. That was, they were highly influenced by the Greek mindset. And the Greeks had a saying that came against this other worldview called Christianity. You know, they had this saying, and I, and I want you to look at it. It's, it's actually in the Bible and because Paul is addressing this because it's like, okay, we got this worldview coming this way, but we believe in this, so what do we do with this? They had this saying, food for the stomach. And that saying means whatever your urges is, you should go for it. If you're hungry, eat. If you're tired, sleep. You're horny, have sex. That's what they would do. And, and prostitution was just like a normal business. Like, oh, I'm horny. Got to have sex. So here comes Paul that has a different worldview, a different perspective in life, saying, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it? That's all we're going to be? A sum of our urges? That's, that's all we are as human beings? I think God created us with something greater in mind. 
You know, so, so here's what, what, how Paul talks about this in the Bible. He says, you know, you say food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Paul is saying, wait, I want to challenge that. I want to challenge that worldview because it seems to me to be very incomplete. It seems to be that all you're doing is, is reducing humanity to another kind of animal. But when I read my Bible, when my experiences with God tells me that we're more than animals. You know, we're, we're supposed to be made in the image and likeness of our God. And so we're not some of our urges. We're more than that. And Paul, is almost like Paul does this. He says, okay, your view right now is very low. I need to lift up the standard of who you are. You're looking at yourself from a very low perspective. You're giving yourself no credit because you're way better than that. Like God created you with something greater in mind. And so here's how he does it. He says, okay, you're not animals. You're something actually much, much better and greater. And here's what he says. He says this. He says, do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Paul is brilliant. Okay, Paul is saying, listen, wait, you're selling yourself too short. You're actually a temple. And for the Greeks, you know what they do? They have to tie in. And not, they say, wait, wait, you're saying that we're supposed to be something sacred. That's what a temple is. You're supposed to be something righteous. You're supposed to be something holy. Because temple is where God resides. You're supposed to have God in you. Hello. Well, you're not just a sum of this feelings and emotions. That you're actually greater than that because you were created with something greater in mind. Are you with me? And we know that this worldview is still very much in our midst. People are still selling themselves very short. The thing that they think they're going all out for, it's actually very short. For some people, that's the highlight of their lives. Man, I partied and I went all out and I slept with this one and that one. I'm like, that's it? That's all you got? That's what Paul is saying. That's all you got? That is your highlight? That's actually a low light compared to what the real thing is supposed to look like. You know, isn't it sad when, when you think your ultimate goal is actually very small, very significant compared to the big picture? And it's still going on, unfortunately. Excuse me. That is still a very prevailing worldview. You know, let's go to school for a second here. That's the problem with the Darwinian way of looking at life, the evolution way of looking at life. Evolution reduces us to just our urges. Evolution wants to make you another part of the animal kingdom. They want to strip the part of us that is made in image and likeness of God and make you, reduce you, lower you to something less than what God created you to be. That's the problem to, with me, with, with the sex ed you see in school. What are they, what's the sex ed saying? Everybody's going to do it. So here's protection. You know what that says? That says, we don't believe you're capable of any more. So here you go. That's degrading people. You know how degrading that is? That is hopelessness at its best. We can't help ourselves, so here you go. Do something about it. 
We got to read through these things, people, and see that it is something completely opposite of what God had in store for us in the first place. So that's why this thing, this worldview is such a slap in the face for us. It's degrading us. Because the 14-year-old, the 13-year-old, they have all these urges. Instead of someone talking to him or her about it, they're just reducing them to animals. And then the worst thing is, if that 13, 14-year-old is ever exposed, they continue in that cycle. And we wonder, why is our society so screwed up? Because we have the wrong worldview going through our hearts and minds. We're looking at it the wrong way. It's degrading. We should be offended. Okay? We should be offended at this worldview. It's hopelessness. It's completely opposite of the worldview that we're living, which is all about hope. It's despair at its worst. It's saying, we're doomed to fail. So go ahead. And so what happens in our worldview? Abstinence is mocked. Right? Abstinence is mocked. Why? Because they're saying, oh, there's no way. There's no way. So you're saying that humanity has no self-control because we're just another animal. And that's degrading. That's offensive to think that, wait, so I'm supposed to reduce myself to just being like a dog or a cat or any other animal because that's what they do. They just live by their urges. Are you with me? It is degrading, people. We have to look through this stuff. And this worldview is in everything that you see in society. Every song has this worldview flowing through it. Every miniseries that you watch, every TV show that you watch, every movie that you watch is telling you, you're not that great. You're just another bunch of animals, so go ahead and get your urges out. And someone that has some kind of discernment has to say, wait a minute, is that all we're going to be? That's it? And so, of course, the other side gets mocked, and, 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 and we look down on it. But what are we looking down at? Because we reduce it to, they say, it's, it's, it's the conservatives, it's this. But is it that, or is it that some people are saying, wait, we're better than that? Are you with me? Because sometimes we get sheepish about it. We're like, oh, you know, just trying to be a good Christian. Is that all we're going to be? Oh, are we going to be the people that I made in the image and likeness of God and say, I am better than that? I think I'm created with something greater in mind than just the fact that I'm part of the animal kingdom. When was the last time you saw a cat reflect over his life? When was the last time your dog came up to you and said, I'm stressed out? There's clearly a distinction between us and animals. And it's ma it made that way for a reason, for a purpose. Okay. The Bible clearly says in Genesis 1.28, go ahead, go to my next slide. It says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Okay. He doesn't say that about animals. He doesn't say that about anything else that he created except humanity. We have something that no other creation has. This image and likeness, this ability to make choices, this ability to, to, to be creative, the ability to, to love and to choose, and all the things that makes us who we are, that makes us unique in all creation. And this worldview is trying to strip us down to nothing. And I want to say one more time, to me, that's defensive. That's offensive. That's degrading humanity. Are you with me? But then there's the other side. The other side says, well, we don't talk about it. 
Isn't it crazy? Like, such a big part of our lives, and most people don't want to talk about it. Sometimes the church is guilty of that. We don't talk about it. You know, I like to, I like to joke and say, you know, it's like, they tell you, listen, don't have sex all the way through high school. Don't have sex when you're dating. Don't have sex when you're engaged. Give me, have sex! It's like no middle. It's like, don't have sex, have sex. So what the heck happens in the middle? We're all screwed up because of that. You know? So we're not angels neither, people. Let's be honest. Because to be angels is to be something that we were not created to be. Because he said, clearly, created animals, created humans, created angels. We're all distinct and separate. We all have our purpose. We all have a way that he wants us to go about life. So we're not supposed to be angels. So what happens in this side is we stuff it. Right now, we're stuffing it. Right now, some of you guys are struggling with sexual questions and sexual urges and, and passions and all this stuff, and we're stuffing it. Why? Because we're supposed to have it all together. You know, we're supposed to just figure it out on our own. And that's the worst thing that could happen. It's such a big part of life. How are we supposed to figure it out on our own? What do we do when we, when we can't figure things out? We, 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 we start to make things up. We start to try to figure it out on our own. And then to make matter worse, you know, the sex talk doesn't help because it's really weird. Remember your sex talk? I remember mine. I, I don't even remember if it was a sex talk. I just know he was hinting at it. You know, but he never actually said that. You know, it, it was one day he just said, uh, I know you've been going out and stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know what you need, but uh, I mean, I don't mind if you need to go out. You know, maybe you need a couple of dollars. You know, you know, I don't know what you need, <laughs> uh, but uh, just letting you know, if you need anything, like this <laughs> awkward dad. Anyone, anyone that had that weird, you know, and then it's worse when they start to use objects on you, like, you see this in this, you know. <laughs> I heard about a guy that his father was giving him a talk, and he grabbed two credit cards. Like, you see this credit card and this credit card. And that guy said, after that, my mind went blank. Like, I just, I just, I, I, I just couldn't hear anything. Uh, till this day, all I know is, I'm afraid of credit cards, <laughs> you know. Anyone had that experience when, uh, <laughs> but the problem is, people, we need to talk about it. It's too important for it to be stuffed and, and for us to try to figure out on our own. And then our friends don't help sometimes, you know, because they either or, dude, go all out, man, what's wrong with you? Or, dude, what the heck are you doing? You know, it's important that we talk about this. It's important that, that we have people in our lives that we can say, man, you know what? I'm struggling with some stuff here. Because what happens when you tell that teenager over and over, don't have sex, don't have sex, what do they do? They go and have sex. Because nobody's telling them you got feelings, you have emotions, you have urges. It's all normal. It's, it's all part of the cycle. But, you know, God has a plan for that as well. 
and, you know, I'm here for you, and here's some tips. Here's some things I went through myself, and here's how you can overcome. You know, I thank God that, you know, I got saved. I got hooked up with a group of men, men older than me. I'm so thankful for that. They taught me so much because I was coming from this perspective. That's all I knew. And so I looked forward to this man's meeting. It was like once a month, and I would go, and these guys were great, and they just opened and talked about it. It made me feel like, oh, okay, I can do this. You know, I got this. I, I, I'm not an animal. I'm not an angel. I'm, I'm a child of God. God's got a plan for this part of my life as well. You know, it's important that we talk about this stuff. You know, that's why our world is dying sexually. Some of the most unsexual things are the sexual things we're doing. You know, it's a world addicted to pornography, addicted to lust. You know, that's why, you know, people in church are having relationships on the down low. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be the most celebrated thing. We're supposed to celebrate relationships. We're supposed to celebrate this stuff, and we're supposed to talk about it openly. Did you know the word confess literally means get it out? That's what it means. That's what the Bible encourages us, confess your sins one to another. Why? It's not saying so you can feel bad. It's like, no, so you can be liberated. So you can feel like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. You know, one of the two most encouraging words are me too. Me too. Doesn't it feel good when you know you're not alone? And you can, someone can say, yo, you know what? Me too. Sometimes, this is twisted, okay? I'm just going to confess to you. But sometimes when I, a leader that I look up to goes, yo, I was struggling with this. I'm like, okay, now you got me. Talk, tell me more because now I feel like you're a human being just like me. You know what I mean? You struggle just like, yeah, you're with me. It's refreshing when someone is being honest and being open, being candid, being genuine, you know, we're supposed to be a, a place where there's no judgment, there's no condemnation. It's, it's, a, it's a journey. We're wrestling with things. We're trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be there for each other. We're the minority people. But we, should, we should be for each other, not against each other. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be putting each other down, looking at each other like, like what's wrong with you kind of a thing. We should be like, yo, I'm on this journey too. You know, my wife and I are going to talk about this you know, from, from dating to engagement to marriage in a couple of weeks. Friends with benefits, I love it. Constant sleepover, love it. You know, but we're going to talk about openly about the, the, the different stages that, we, that we've been in. You know, so I don't care if you're single, you're engaged, you're married, or you're flirting with something. You know, we're all, you know, all of us. All of us need this in our lives. You know? We do. It's refreshing when it's when it's real, when it's genuine. You know what I mean? It's refreshing when someone can tell you that they had struggles as well. It's refreshing when, when someone feels relatable. They don't feel like an angel. You're like, man, I can never be like that one or that one. I'm just an animal. Wah, wah, wah. You know? It's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be liberating. It's supposed to be freeing. So I, I, I want to encourage us as a community to talk to someone. I'm not saying talk to everybody. Don't put it on Facebook, okay? Don't go home and tweet it. Got problems, <laughs> sexual problems, okay? That's, that's another extreme right there. People that use Facebook for their personal problems, don't do it. High school kids do it all the time. Just before I came, I was dealing with something that one of our high school kids posted. I'm like, why, why are you posting that, dude? Why, why, why? 
Why? And now the whole world's going to ask you questions. Yo, what happened? You know, that's what they want. They want attention. What happened? Poor you. What happened to you? You got to shut that down. What's wrong with you? Shut it down. Let's talk about it in private. What's wrong with you? Are you with me? You know, there's, there's too much information out there. Okay? Isn't that TMI? What? Too, too much information. But when it comes to this, it's, it's critical that we're walking with people. And I encourage, I always encourage this, you guys know, two people need to be in your life. An accountability partner and a mentor. It's important to have both. Someone you, you know, you confess, you talk, you walk together, but someone that's like, it's been there, done that, that can say, here, walk this way. Talk this way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you with me? I, I think it's critical, people. Now, are you guys, are you guys good? Can I keep going here? Oh, it's good sauce. Someone say sauce. Just want to say hi to the people on the live stream. We had a guy from Egypt watching us last week. I don't know if it was because of the sex thing. You know. You know, he was born in Egypt. They went, ooh, sex. I don't want to offend you, bro. God bless. Keep watching. You know. God has a plan for you. I'm going to be like Joel Osteen. No, never mind. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the struggle is, is to find that balance so we're not extremists, you know. Because human, human beings I love extremes, you know. It's hot or cold, you know. It's all or nothing. You know? But I think God wants us to live in the tension. Okay? Why, why the tension? Because in the tension, that's when you grow. Okay? That's when you expand. That's when your muscles develop. Okay? Tension is good. We don't like it, but it's good for us. Okay? Nobody likes pain, but no, but. You don't grow without pain. That's why we have the saying, no pain, no gain. The tension is good as long as you're dealing with it and you're not putting yourself here or over there. Okay? The Bible deals with this. There was a community that decided, you know what, this is too hard. Can't control our urges. So from now on, nobody will have sex. And no marriages. That's what they were saying. And Paul's like, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. That's nonsense. Like, that's a God-given thing. All, all, all you're just going to, like, turn it off. You're going to hurt people. You're going to kill people. But I love the way he, he handles this. Look at this. Look, this is what he says to them. He says this. this. The Spirit clearly says that in the latter days, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Like, Paul has just come out like, wow, wow, wow. You know, that's, that's demonic. People should have sex. <laughs> You know, that's what Paul is saying. He said, he said, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared with, as with hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which is the other thing was, you know, they used to sacrifice meat to idols, right? Good meat, too. And some people are like, oh, wait, I can't eat that. Paul's like, well, that's crazy. That's good meat. You're a Christian. Enjoy your meat. What's wrong with you? Everybody was like ve vegetarians all of a sudden. Nothing against vegetarians. God bless y'all. But we like meat. Okay. Listen, which God created. Look at this. I love this. God created, he's saying sex and meat. Okay. 
to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Okay? You know the truth about sex. You know the truth about the meat. You know, he's saying, that's crazy. Like, marriage? God created that. What are you talking about? People can't get married no more. What? It's a cult. Shut it down. But I love the way Paul handles it. He says, well, that's nonsense. Don't you know that God created this? That's an extreme idea. No, we live in attention. Yeah, God created it. And now find the balance so you know how to be a sexual being that is fulfilled. So you're not all over the place. And he continues and he concludes. I love this. He says this. Okay. He says, okay, you, so you receive it with thanksgiving. For everything God created is, say it, good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is, now get, get this, Paul is brilliant. He says, because it is consecrated by the word of God in prayer. You want to find balance? The word of God in prayer. Oh, man, that's, that's good sauce. Paul had the sauce. Okay. Paul knew how to find balance. He's like, whoa, 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 not that, not that. Get the word of God in you, get prayer going, and you'll find the balance where you need to be. We're sexual beings. That's a normal thing. God created that. And if you're in right community with right people, then you can be able to find your balance, find your place. I thank God for the guys that I, that I, that I got saved with because we were that community. You know, call ourselves modern-day disciples because of that. We all came from this extreme over here. So we have to figure it out together. How do we get here? That man's meeting was so important to us. But then we created our own every day. Keep each other accountable. How are you doing? What's going on? You know, reading the scriptures together, praying together. Walk with people. Don't isolate yourself. You're easy target on your own. Okay? Walk with you. That's what the enemy wants to do. You know how many preachers have fallen because they isolated themselves? They're in their basement doing things they shouldn't be doing. It's embarrassing what the enemy has done. Good people, too. Awesome people. But they isolate themselves, and the extremes come out when you isolate. Are you with me? Okay, it's important that we do this in community. It's important that you have people, like I said, at least one accountability partner, one mentor that you're walking with that is teaching you the ropes, that's saying, you know what? Me, too. That feels good to know. I'm not alone in this. None of you guys are alone. Because sometimes you're like, oh, man, I must be crazy. The thoughts that are going through my mind. Some of y'all are worshiping and thoughts are going through your head. You're like, man, I must be crazy. No, you're not. You're sexual being, you need to find your balance. And start with the word of God and prayer in the right community around you. And you'll be fine. Are you with me? It's good stuff. So let me end by saying this. Um, actually, let me end by showing you this. Because this is a very interesting thing that I found. Let me show you this picture right here. You guys know what that is? Come on. We in church. You know what that is. Y'all are like, uh, I do know, but if I say I do. I thought we just talked about being genuine, okay? I see your faces. Uh, not going to say I do, because if I do, then, uh, ah. Church is a weird place, man. I'm telling you. Come on, say his name. Thank you. That's you, Hefner. That is the founder of Playboy. Okay? 
Now, here's what most people don't know. I found this in an interview that he did. Very interesting. Remember worldviews? World We're shaped by worldviews. You know what he said? He said, growing up, my parents told me sex was only for procreation. Everything else is sin. So in our house, I never saw my parents hug, never saw them kiss. They never hugged us. They never kissed us. They never did any of that stuff. Later on, my mom said, I'm sorry for not being so affectionate. But he said, no, no, no. What you did, it, it, it opened me up to, to do what I do today. Extreme. Okay? He didn't have one, so he went completely the other way. In his house, there were supposed to be angels. So he decided, I'm an animal. Do you understand that? Because you, like, you look at him, you're like, oh, he's a pervert. But do you understand his worldview, how he has shaped him to be where he is today? It's scary, because this guy has changed the world. Not for good, but he's changed the world. Okay? Almost every household in America has a magazine. Okay? Probably some of y'all have been exposed to that because of this guy. Did you know that the, the porn industry is one of the more, number one industries in our, in our nation? Generates more income than anything else? We can't be angels, people. We have to find a middle ground and talk about it. Because people are dying. You know, you know that there's a, there's a Christian uh, ministry called Triple X Church? You know the first time that they opened that and they said, is anyone struggling? They had millions of people on their website. Millions. Because they, someone needs a platform to talk about these things. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, people, we're not going to be free. We're not going to be liberated. We're not going to be fulfilled if we just go that way. And we won't be if we go that way neither. We're supposed to be sexual beings made in the image and likeness of God and find our place and be fulfilled there. Are you with me? Let me end with this. When God created the world, the Bible says the world was empty, void. And so he begins to add things to it. It's chaotic at first. There's nothing there. He begins to add. Every time he adds, he says, it's, it's, it's good. Right? He begins to put order to it. There's harmony. Okay? There's, there's sync. There's connection. Okay? Creates all these things. He begins to say, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. And then he gets to the humans. I love it. He says, that's good, but now you're going to help me create. Okay? You're going to help me create. Now, in that progression, angels came first. Then later on, humans came. Okay? But before that, animals came as well. All right? So you got angels, you got animals, you got human beings. The progression. He says, now you go and create more so we can have more order. You get this? Every time we go backwards, we're creating chaos. Because we're supposed to go forward towards order. If you're trying to be an animal, it's chaotic. If you're trying to be an angel, that's chaotic too. You're supposed to be a human being, creating order on earth. Okay? So every time you realize that you are made in the image and likeness of God, you're going forward, and you can help someone through the same thing. But every time you go backwards, you bring in chaos to earth. Any day, people, you can either bring heaven to earth or hell. That's our choice. That's how it's been from the beginning. Are you with me? We live in attention, yes. But that's where we grow. That's where we expand. That's where we become fully alive. 
We don't believe in extremes because we know that God is a God of distancy and order. You've got to order for everything. You've got to order for your life. And there's no room for feeling bad, okay, because he's taking care of that as well. He says, I came to restore you. I came to forgive you. I came to empower you. Yes, we've made mistakes and we're animals. Me too. That's why I love Jesus. Yes, I got saved and I became a Pharisee and an angel. Me too. But that's why I love Jesus. Okay? That's why I'm here. That's why I get passionate about this. I want to see young people have real meaningful lives full of meaning and purpose and joy and excitement. And you'll be able to share that with the world and the world can see, wow, there is actually a God that created me. I'm not an animal. And you can help the church break this rigidness and become what we're supposed to be. Bow your heads, let's pray. Just want to say this to you guys, that how we live matters because we are meant to create a world of order and harmony. So where you are right now, I want you to customize this message for yourself. Let the Spirit of God come in and speak to you personally. I love it because the Word of God is so awesome that He's already done that. He's already spoken to you. Now you need to take what He's spoken to you and let it come alive in you. The Bible says don't just listen to the Word. Be a doer of the Word. So what is it that you're going to do with this Word? Because that's what matters. That's what, where the rubber meets the road. It's what you do with it. Some of us, we need to just ask for forgiveness. We've been living like animals. But you're not a sum of your urges. When you live like an animal, what you're doing is you're neglecting your conscience. And you're neglecting your purpose. So Jesus comes to forgive you and restore you. Maybe you're stuffing it. You got, you're struggling with it, but you can't talk about it because you feel like you have to be perfect when you're not meant to be an angel. You're meant to live in attention. Maybe you're in a relationship. I want to encourage you tonight to consecrate that relationship to Jesus Christ so you can really be blessed in that relationship, be fulfilled, be happy. Maybe you have a broken heart. Let Jesus heal you tonight. If you're single, consecrate yourself to Jesus. You're married, consecrate your relationship to Jesus. Create order. This is what the world needs. They need to see some order.